Hello, and welcome to the Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur, where Hayut Yogev speaks with entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs about reaching or missing the critical point of approaching the right customer with the right message at the right time and place. The point where business success starts. And here is your host, Hayut Yogev. Rich or Miss, episode 85. Hey, Richers. I'm so happy to be here and meet you here today, like every Monday morning. And I'm very excited to share with you the great interview I had with Ovina Gran. Before that, I would like to suggest you to check out the free guides and online course I prepared for you. So you are most welcome to go to richomis.com. You will find the guides and online course there. Check it out and see if it can suit your needs. And now let's jump to my interview with Ovina Gran. After 10 plus years of experience working in various firms ranging from startups to Fortune 500 companies, having also some entrepreneurial ventures in between, Ovi jumped full-time into the startup world with Nugget that were acquired and is now focused on Social B. He has experience in building and managing software development teams, building SaaS and mobile products, creating ROI-positive social media, marketing, and product launches. He is passionate about helping startups succeed in building great products, finding the appropriate launch sequence, and the best leverage to grow. He is also an idea machine and can really help with brainstorming. His imaginary friends say he is a fun guy. Ovinigran! What a pleasure to have you here. Hi. Hey, Hayut. Uh, I'm happy to be here. I'm so glad you are here. And actually, we heard about you from one of our interviewees who recommended your current tool, Social B, and we'll talk about that. But it's so great to have you. And I just shared with our audience what you've done until now. And I would like to ask you to share with us, what are you doing and most passionate about today? And where are you heading? Yeah, so... Um... We are now uh, focusing on, on socialbee.io, where we are helping businesses, but also solopreneurs, uh, to get more leads uh, with less effort on social media. And besides what we're doing for our customer, actually, my passion nowadays really lies into building the company itself, building the machine behind uh, what we are creating. Uh, because we have this combination of the tool and of the services, so it would be almost like running two separate businesses, and that requires a lot of uh, moving parts that that uh, we want to fine tune, um, especially in the in the team um, uh, area. Tell me about that. What about Social B that we heard that it's such a great tool? How did it start? Where is it is today? What should it help us to do? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So basically, we actually uh, my co-founder and I started another um, uh, startup before, which was um, an app that brought quotes from business and personal development books and. We, we found that we used social media a lot to get people to uh, find out our content, to engage with us, uh, to download our app. Mm -hmm. And that really worked, but we really needed to use a lot of 
tools which did not work well together. Plus, we built some internal tools to help us share our evergreen content. Sure. And at one point, uh, while we were discussing with, with some, uh, some people, they were also interested to see how we're doing that. And we decided that we should uh, turn that into uh, a project uh, of its own. Uh, so then basically we we just created a, a very basic landing page um, and then we tried to get customers with that and we saw there is a real need in the market um, for, for our tool and services and because uh, we saw that uh, Social B had such a such a big uh, need, and um, the requirements uh, for for the customers were something that we decided that we are going to focus on on Social B and um, really double down on that. So we we shut down Nugget, which we actually later sold. But since then, we're yeah. we're working on Social B, and this has been uh, a bit over two years now. Yeah. We're uh, a team of about twenty people, and oh. we're really focusing on uh, on growing both the platform where basically the platform helps you share your content across social media, uh, but it's it's designed in a way where you can actually um, have categories because when you're sharing content, you're, you're thinking of the different types of content that you want to share. For example, your own blog posts, um, sure. maybe some, some, like in your case, um, some content from the guests that you're having, sure. uh, maybe some promotional items and so on. And most of the tools just give you a queue where you can fill up your, your queue with whatever you want. But we, dis we, we realized that you need a bit more structure and you need to not overshare, for example, the promotional posts and undershare from some other category. And this is why we came up with this category-based posting system, which actually also allows you to repost and reshare your best evergreen content. So it really uh, helps you get uh, a better social media presence, but also saves you a lot of time. Okay, so actually it's like other tools in the market on one way, the issue of saving time, but here it's taking the user through some method that you found out that works for you. Yeah, exactly. So basically, we also took some best practices in the market, uh, especially the one around um, having the content calendar with, with categories in mind um, about resharing your, your best content. But then we also built some other tools to help you grow an, an audience. Um, these ones are specifically for Twitter, where you can find relevant uh, accounts that you can connect with. And then once you connect with them, you can actually also send them an automate, which is quite tailored and customized. So you can really start an engagement with, with those people at scale. But besides that, what we also realized is that, especially in this small business or solopreneur world that we uh, interact with, people don't have time and they need the end results. They don't even care about the tool. They want to, to get the end results because at the end of the day, a tool is just something in between. Sure. So we are also offering services where we can help uh, companies and solopreneurs uh, generate posts for social media, but also grow an audience on, on uh, LinkedIn, on Twitter or on Instagram. So we're, we're adding more and more tools because we see that people need the end results, uh, actually. Hmm, very interesting. And um, who are your customers today? Mm -hmm. So basically we have four buckets of yeah. customers. And the ones that we're focusing on are small, uh, small to medium uh, businesses yeah. and also solopreneurs. And here, when I say solopreneurs, it's usually uh, somebody who is maybe a professional speaker or a coach or an author or a professional blogger or podcaster or somebody who's just starting out. And then besides that, we also have a lot of startups that use us and a few agencies and um, the agency part is, is growing, but the, the main focus is uh, on, on small companies and on solopreneurs at this moment. You know, I just was in a conference that called Youpreneur. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, of Chris Ducker, I think. Chris Ducker, yeah. yeah. It was very interesting. So the idea of solopreneur is growing and growing and people are building things around who they are and their skills. It's very interesting. Exactly. So you mentioned that the, at the start of the, the interview uh, that uh, you got to find out about us uh, from Tony Hughes, who was a previous guest. Right, right. Tony Hughes. Yeah, he also managed to use his time in a much better way by using Social B. And obviously, he was already uh, a big influencer before using us, but we help him save time and help him uh, share his uh, valuable content across all his uh, profiles with little to no uh, time investment on his side. It's very important because, you know, I just had a podcast and then a post about the most recommended tools by our guests. And, you know, our guest is Guy Kawasaki and Mike Stelzner and Johnny Dumas, a lot of people that really are influencers like yourself and other influencers that really have a lot of presence and influence on social media. So most of the tools are very basic and classic tools. It surprised me, but like email and LinkedIn and, you know, HubSpot, which is in the market for a very long time. And then you go to recommendation, which is not often because I ask them which tool they really use and which is the most important tool. So it's a great compliment and it says a lot about social B because Tony do great things. So it's really a great compliment for you, for your product. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. It's him, <laughs> it's not me. You know, we are all about entrepreneurs and mainly about customer focus because this is the thing that most of them are missing. And um, I want to ask you, what would be your best advice to any entrepreneur? You said that you sold your prior business, your early startup, and now you have these startups and it seems like it's going very well. You're already 20 people. So what is the most important advice that you can give entrepreneurs regarding customer focus, marketing or sales? Mm-hmm. So I think especially in today's world where we are surrounded by tools and we're surrounded with mass media and uh, it's a one-to-many world where people really want to talk directly to the masses and we really rely on automation a lot. I think it's really important to make sure you don't over-automate things, (laughs) to really draw that line between what should be automated. For example, posting on social media, it shouldn't be you remembering, okay, it's two o'clock, I should post something on my Facebook page. You should have a tool that you pre-filled and set everything yourself and then that's being done. And then maybe also the first engagement with, with the new followers, you can also automate that and social be helps with that. But what's really important is that you really then engage with with people one-to-one. You really get to know them, to tailor your discussions with them uh, and your content with them. Because especially when you're starting out, it's it's really important not to think at scale. You have to start small. You have to talk uh, one-to-one with customers to really understand if the solution that you're thinking of fits uh, their needs or if there's a bigger uh, need which you haven't discovered. Um, So that's why at first you have to do things that don't scale. And even once you're bigger, you really need to make sure what you automate and what you you don't automate because the human touch is still very important. And this is how we engage with each other, one-to-one basically. I love this answer. First of all, I believe in that with all my heart. You know, this is actually something that Mark Schaefer, are you familiar with Mark Schaefer? Uh, Yes. From known and... He writes a lot about it, that uh, he told me in his interview that he thinks that marketing is sick right now and people are much more focused on automation than on people and human and the human uh, touch. So I really agree with that. 
But I want to ask you a question that I've been asked quite a lot by my listeners and some of my clients. We always give this advice of uh, interacting one-on-one of our customers, especially at the beginning. And quite a lot of my listeners say that people are not interacting with them so much. They are writing posts, but people are not really sending them so many comments or writing them email. How can people actually get more responses? How can they call their first customers to engage with them? Yeah, that's a very good question because, as you said, people really stopped commenting on blogs uh, quite some time now and you barely get some comments. Um, the same goes for social media posts. People, even if they engage, they uh, hit the like button or uh, the heart button, but it's it's hard to get people to really comment and uh, interact with them that way. Um, but especially early on, what you have to do is really find those individual people that you want to connect with. And you can find them, uh, maybe they did subscribe to your uh, email newsletter. Maybe you had an opt-in uh, that you offered for somebody that gives you their email address. And then you can write them a personal note. Uh, maybe you find them on LinkedIn or on Twitter by searching for some relevant keywords which are uh, tailored to you. Or maybe you find them on forums or discussion boards where people talk about the specific pain you're trying to solve. And then uh, it's, it's up to, to tailoring that message and following up. Uh, most people don't reply to the first email. They might think it's automated. But then if you reply to, to that same thread and re- restart that thread, um, maybe even two or three times, you will see that eventually people will uh, reply. And also coming back to the automation part, let me tell you what we're doing now uh, in Social B, and as this might be something helpful for your audience as well. Sure. So when people uh, start an account with us, a free trial account, we see that the main problem is that people don't really spend the time to add content in Social B to then uh, really see the value. So what we decided to do is that for the customers which we feel they really fit our uh, ideal customers and that we know that we can actually help, we are creating a video uh, which is just for them uh, where we go through their website, we go through what they set up already in Social B and just give them tips. Um, these are tips that they can use regardless of using Social B or not, but then they really see us uh, in, in the video, plus uh, they see the recording of the screen. It's a one to uh, up to three minute video, and then we email the, that, and that gets a, a way bigger response rate than just automating uh, the um, uh, an email sequence. It's a great idea. I love this idea. It's a great idea. And um, I know you've got a lot of successes, and we'll get to that in a minute, but I would like to ask you what was um, your biggest, most critical failure with customers, the one that affected your entrepreneurial journey the most or almost the most. Can you share this with us? Yeah, sure. So uh, we have uh, quite, quite a lot of customers. So because of that, um, even though we do um, have failures and we make mistakes from time to time, the impact luckily is not that big, uh, especially at this point. But um, when we started, we had a customer which was an agency and they are still with us now. And because they they brought in a lot of uh, accounts uh, with us uh, where we helped them with our concierge services, um, they were actually a big percentage of, of our um, income at that point. So at one point, because as we were scaling, as they were bringing more and more customers with us, uh, the quality of the work we provided for them uh, was, was not ideal and they flagged that to, to us. Um, and we were lucky because we already had a relationship with them and we were able to, to fix that. Um, but it really showed us that we need to 
to grow in an organic way and to really have in place all, all sorts of checks and balances to make sure that we are delivering uh, great quality uh, for all of our customers. I love this example so much because actually you say we did fail here. It's not a big failure, but we did fail here. Although we built the relationships and we built our systems in a way that allowed us to get the response and we got the relationships at place and they were right. So people actually had the chance to tell us that something is going wrong. Yeah, exactly. And especially in these cases, I think communication is, is the key. And we were able to communicate with them uh, that we did understand that uh, we delivered a, a less than ideal uh, result and that these are going to be the steps which we will take. And that as we were taking those steps, we, uh, we updated them on, uh, on that. They saw that we are really interested in fixing the relationship and uh, providing uh, top uh, service again. Did you ever had a failure that you really felt that um, you're sinking in, that uh, it's terrible, that's a very bad thing really happened before you fixed it? Because obviously you fixed it. But do you have any story, real failure, not a small mistake with a customer, which is a great idea and a great example, but something that you felt that you really failed? Yeah, so basically we had a couple of um, incidents recently uh, where it wasn't necessarily because of us, but it had a very big impact on us, um, especially on our, um, our on our psychological state at that time. So at one point, uh, because of some some things which we actually did not know, and um, it happened that our payment processor uh, stopped the processing of our our payments. So basically, uh, the customers were not able to pay us, and we had to switch uh, processors uh, almost overnight, which is a very, it's a decision which is not easily, uh, it, you should not take it easily. Sure. Um, and it was a lot of uh, work on our team's behalf to, to switch uh, to the new processor and to, to make sure that everything is still going smoothly. Um, and unfortunately, it was not something that we were able to control at the level that we wanted to. Uh, and another example would be uh, where we are a social media management platform. So we rely on uh, the social media platforms for APIs for us to be able to post on, on the platforms. Sure. But because of the whole Facebook Cambridge Analytica issue, they stopped providing some API access. And then it took us quite some time to get some of those accesses back. And it was a very stressful period for us because customers were not able to post, uh, especially on Facebook groups, uh, and they were wondering what's happening. And Facebook was not very communicative about this issue at that point. Um, now it's solved and it's okay, but it really showed us that uh, there are some places where we depend on some, uh, some key hmm. partners, and then we need to make sure that we uh, diversify that area. So if that happens again, we have a, a good solution in a short time. Thank you so much for sharing because it really gives some kind of feeling of, you know, these crises that for a minute you feel that might um, put the whole thing in danger and then you manage to, to solve them. But it's very important that we will know that we all feel and have these kind of failures which only help us to get better. Now I would like to ask you about successes and I want to ask you to tell us the story of your greatest, most significant success as a result of the right customer focus or something you did right about approaching your customers? So I'm actually going to tell you about our very first customer. Uh, his name is Zachary. Mm. And um, he basically, uh, we got to connect with him because of some other things. Uh, I've written some articles about 
um, some some marketing experts. He reached out, and I'm I'm always happy to help uh, people with uh, ideas for their startups and uh, for marketing ideas and so on. So I was giving him ideas and tips, uh, general tips related to his business. But then I was also showing him uh, social media, which at that point was really at a very early version. So um, it yeah. it was something that most people would have not used, only early adopters. But because uh, the customer saw uh, the value that I was willing to give uh, to him for free, um, mm. he he said that he will uh, give us a try and he trusted us uh, and became our our first customer and he's still with us uh, ever since. Wow. Um, yeah, we're and, and and actually it was also a case where most likely because we were so close to him and really trying to always solve his problem and um, and really help him, um, he was the one who who sent us gifts at one point. And it's usually mm. uh, uh, the suppliers who send gifts to the right. customers, but this time it was the other way around. Uh, so mm. we're still uh, close to him and uh, he is a fond uh, customer of ours. But it was because we really listened to his needs and uh, really worked uh, a lot to make sure that those uh, needs are met. Hmm. So beautiful. And what I really like is that although you are actually an automated tool per se, you are very, very close to your customers. You are really, as you said at your advice, You're really into the relationship and to look at them and the human point, and I love that. And that is leading me to the next question, and I want to ask you, did you already get to the point where you stopped chasing after your customers and you started to attract them? Actually, you told us about this exact situation about your first customer because you attracted him through your content, but... Was there any point with social B that you felt like it's much easier now? Customers are coming to us? Yeah, so basically because we already have um, quite a lot of customers all over the world who use us and who love us and who recommend us uh, just as Tony did. And by the way, that was a surprise for me when, when I uh, heard him recommend us and uh, I mm. thank him for that. But because of that, there's already a word of mouth which is happening. People do recommend us. People write uh, content about us or ask us to, to tell about our story on, on podcasts. But besides that, we are also working on producing some, some really top-class content which will help uh, people find us uh, more. And it's, again, in the area of really teaching people how to do things. And then if they decide that they want to use our tools to do them more efficiently, that's, that's perfect for, for everybody. But our goal is to really uh, provide in-depth uh, which uh, teach people how to become better at social media and at, at finding leads uh, on social media, but not only that. And for example, a guide which is uh, now almost done and we're going to publish it soon um, and probably will also release it as a book because it's, it, it turned out to be quite big, is a tool about copywriting on social media. So people know they have to share on social media, but they don't know what to share and how to write those posts so they get the best results. So we created a very in-depth guide, which uh, hopefully by the time the, this podcast will be up, will be on our website. We teach people how exactly to do it. It's very packed with examples. Uh, so it's really actionable. So we will, for sure, we'll put it in our show notes and we will also have the links to your other guides or your site where you can find a lot of guides because I saw it and it's very impressive the way you're really teaching your customers or potential customers for free. Mm-hmm. You know, there are many things that actually affect successes, but I 
believe that for any manager that's really success, there is one factor that works well for them. And I want to ask you, what is that for you? What is your key success factor? I think in, in our case, it's the team. And even, um, even though when we started, it was just my co-founder and myself, so that was the team. And then we started to slowly bring in other members. It was always about the team because that's the only way you can really scale and you can really grow. And uh, especially lately, we've been investing a lot in developing the team, in coaching them, in, in having programs to train them, to make sure that uh, we are always uh, doing uh, what's uh, the best. We're taking care of the best strategies in social media and so on. But I think the, the team and really growing that team is, has been key for us. Hmm, wow. And finally, we came to my mountain question. And my mountain question is, since I believe and always imagine this journey of taking position in the mind of our customers and building the trust and building the awareness and building a brand in the mind of the customer, I always imagine that as climbing a mountain step after step after step, and then another mountain. So I want to ask you whether you ever climbed the mountain, and here I talk about physical mountain, mountain literally, or wished to climb a mountain, or have some dreams of climbing a mountain. Do you have any relationships with mountains at all? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so especially when I was uh, growing up, um, I, I did used to, to climb uh, mountains and I still do. I still like to go uh, snowboarding uh, from, from time to time. And um, I'm really uh, looking forward to be able to go to, to Switzerland again, where I think those are the most beautiful mountains that I've ever seen, the most uh, breathtaking uh, sceneries. And I think also um, uh, coming back uh, a bit in the metaphorical world from the, the physical world, but staying in the mountain uh, part. What I also found is that our life is also like a suit of mountains. So basically, mm -hmm. even though you might be at one peak at one point, if you want to go to an even higher peak, you will have to go through some valleys. Mm -hmm. So you might have reached that local uh, maximum, but in order to, to get to an even higher peak, you will need to first become again maybe a student to go uh, down the mountain a bit. Uh, to get uh, maybe new gear, uh, let's say so, and then to, mm -hmm. to climb this, uh, this even higher mountain. Go through some valleys before the next stop. I really love that. Do you have a name to the mountains that you used to climb in Switzerland or that you look at or wish to come back in Switzerland that we can put a photo of? I don't remember them uh, specifically, any specific names. Okay, that's okay. Do you have any photo from that time? I can uh, look, uh, look one up and uh, I'm going to email it to you. So if you find one, it will be great. Before we say goodbye, I just want to ask you, what is the best way to connect with you for any of our listeners that will want to be in touch? Yeah, so um, I think uh, the best way to connect with me is, uh, is just shooting me an email. So my email is just ovi at socialb.io. You can also find me on LinkedIn and our, on our website. Um, if you want to uh, get a personal demo, you can also do that. There's a way for, for people to get a personal demo. And uh, actually for your um, uh, audience and for the people who have been with us uh, until the end, we will uh, also create a, a special uh, uh, landing page where uh, they can get a 20% discount on, on our tools. And it's oh. going to be at socialb.io slash reach or miss. But for me, uh, they can just email me. I'm happy to help uh, in, other, in any way I can. 
Uh, so it's just ovietsocial.io. First of all, thank you for this gift. And we'll, of course, put the link in our show notes. And thank you for the willingness to help everybody. I think that was, it is very clear that that works for you all over the time since your beginning. So, Avi, it has been a pleasure. I really enjoyed talking with you. And I did start using and looking at Social V, and I do recommend all our listeners to look at it and to see whether it can work for them. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you too. Uh, it was fun. And um, hello to all of your listeners. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. You too. And for you, our listeners, until the next time, it all goes down to this. You either reach... or miss. Keep reaching your goals and vision. Bye! Thank you for listening to the Reach or Miss show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur. You can find all the information, links, and resources that was mentioned at the show in our website, reachormiss.com. See you next week.